Well, good morning, everybody. People are still coming in. It's good to see you this morning. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I got your lights in. I was just waiting for it to dry up. So, <laughs> hallelujah. Listen, y'all keep sitting in the back. I'm gonna move my. I'm gonna come right here and preach. I'm gonna slide over to this side. It don't bother me. You know, they did that to me one Wednesday where everybody sat on one side. So I just came over here and did this. And I was like, now run. <laughs> so, I don't care. I don't care. Listen, I, I know since we've had to move all the chairs that we, we messed some people up. I know certain, some people only sat in certain places and we're like, yeah, we messed them totally up. But uh, years ago in, uh, in the Pentecostal event, which is the uh, magazine for the Assemblies of God. It was their, their uh, monthly publication. There was a picture in there of a new person meeting the pastor, and they're talking. And you look in the background, you see a family with the pew on their shoulder, front and back, and in the middle was one of the kids hanging off. And he's like, what's that? Oh, that's just so-and-so. They're bringing their chairs home. <laughs> so, listen, I, I'll sit in your chair and mess you all up, too, so it doesn't matter, but... Hey, so uh, again, I'm, I'm just glad you're all here. If you look in your bulletin, I'm going to give you a couple things uh, to pay attention to. Uh, one thing that is not in here as well. Uh, First Wednesday worship is this week. Pastor John is coming over from uh, Port Natchez. He's going to be here with us again. Listen, if you haven't been coming on a Wednesday service, you've been missing out on some stuff. Anybody testify to that? Yeah, it's the Wednesday services have just been complete, completely crazy. Um, yeah, that's all about it. We, we sang a song last time that we just kind of threw in at the end, and we just kept singing, Great Are You, Lord. And that, Great Are You, Lord. And it just, yeah, it was such a, an awesome time of ministry and just allowing people to be touched by the power and the presence of God. So this week is First Wednesday Worship, and uh, we're going to be here again flowing and allowing God to minister to people. And uh, don't forget, Monday at 7 on Facebook, we have uh, the online Bible study. So we, we can only do it on Facebook because the, uh, the software I was using to send to YouTube and all that, it puts too much of a delay in there. So it was really hard to use. So we went to Facebook Live, and uh, that way I can sit there and I can respond to you quicker. Because the other one was uh, almost a two-minute delay where you would type a message to me, so I'd have to sit there and wait to get a response from the people during the Bible study. So Facebook Live, 7 o'clock, we're having our virtual Bible study. And if you flip over to the other side, we've got 4th of July coming up. Yay, I know. Hopefully y'all not all going out of town because there really ain't nowhere to go anyways. Uh, so you know what? Just invite a few friends over, uh, less than 10, remember? Uh, social distance and do a barbecue at your house, whatever you're going to do. I don't know. This is going to be an interesting year to celebrate. You know, we, we struggled with Mother's Day. We kind of halfway got Father's Day off. Uh, and now 4th of July, here we are again. So, you know, let's just, we're going to keep celebrating, and we're going to do what we can do. Um, but then we put something in here on this bottom side for you. We, we're going we're gonna to test you just a little bit. Hopefully you grabbed your bulletin. Mm -hmm. It says memory verse, weekly memory verse. We're going to put a memory verse in there every week for you to memorize. We went and got a list of, of the most common memory uh, verses that they have the, the children memorize. So I figured we'd start there, right? Because, uh, you know, I know personally, uh, memorizing things sometimes is difficult. So this week's memory verse is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. 
Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy path. That's a good scripture to know anyways. So remember this. Next week we'll put another one, and maybe there'll be a test. Boy, it got quiet. It got real quiet. No, there's not going to be a test, but you know what? I, I know this. When I get into trouble, who do I trust in? Trust in the Lord with all my heart, and I lean not to my own understanding. As much as I know, I, do, I can't lean on my own understanding. So it's just a good thing to have, right? So we're going to put that in there to challenge you each week. And I've got one other thing that uh, you can click the slide, just keep clicking on it, and it'll try to stay up there. It's something I've called Pray of Oils or of Oils Praise. Yeah, there it is, of Oils Praise. Uh, that's, that's Leah's mural in the background. I, I kind of snapped a picture of that. Uh, so, um, but it's going to be this Thursday, Ju July the 2nd. It's going to be an online prayer event. You can also come and park in the parking lot and pray. We'll have the FM transmitter going. But what I'm doing is I'm inviting in as many pastors as I can get. Can I be honest with you? Pastors are kind of non-committal. <laughs> I don't know what I got going on that night, brother. Okay. So at first I was kind of discouraged. I said, we ain't doing it because I can't get pastors to, to commit to it. Well, we're doing it anyways. I don't care if they show up at all, right? If they show up, they show up. But we're going to do an online prayer. So share this as many places as you can. You will begin to see this around town. Places are going to let me put posters up of it. And, you know, we need to pray, guys. We need to pray. It's not a denominational thing. It's a Jesus thing. And the churches and the believers need to be praying right now because our country is, yeah, kind of falling apart on us. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. So how do we combat that? With guns? No. With knives? No. With prayer. We fight against the spirit that's trying to divide and destroy this great nation. This nation has some problems, but only Jesus can solve that. You know, Carmen did that song years and years and years ago, America Again, right? It's, we need Jesus, God, back in our country again, and so we're going to pray. So this may not be the last one we do, but this will be July the 2nd at 7 p.m. on Facebook. Again, share it. Tune in. We want this thing. It'll, it'll be through our normal live stream, so you'll be able to watch it on YouTube roku um the, the website facebook you know you'll be able to get it there but if you want to if the weather's good pull up in here and park in the parking lot and pray with us we're going to be in here as just pastors we won't have the building open uh but we'll just have the leaders here praying the different denominations the different leaders around our, our community that's what we're trying so i put on there if you know a pastor send it to him and tell him to call me tell him to, to contact me don't post on there hey go contact so-and-so because i've already contacted most of them I guess I don't have enough connection with them to get them to come. So I'm trying to get you to get them to come now. <laughs> so, but anyways, so that's enough of all of that stuff. Uh, so listen, if, if you have been giving and uh, continuing to tithe to the church, I want to say thank you. I know there's some of us that, that have been, and I really say thank you. I know some of us have not been able to. But you know what? I'm praying that God has blessed you financially. There are jobs out there that I hear. I heard of a job the other day. They were looking for somebody, a uh, an AC technician that had five years experience, they're going to start them at $30 an hour. So don't tell me there's no jobs out there. We just need to find people to fill them, right? And there's other work out there. So we need to pray that God is going to connect you with a job if you don't have one so that you can make the money that God wants you to have. But then we need to be faithful to what the Word says, and we need to be givers, amen? We need to be givers because I don't want to rob God. Malachi says that we rob God with our tithes and our offerings. And so you know, I want to say thank you to those that have continued to bring in your, your tithes, your 10%, and those that have given offerings as well. 
I know it's been difficult with us not having the plates and all that, but that's okay. You've done a good job. So, so today, if you want to give, you can go to the website, lifeag.church. You can give online there. Outside, we have some envelopes. You can fill that out, and we have those red buckets. And there's some ink pens back there if you don't have a pen. But if you pick up the pen, keep it. We don't want it back. We don't want to have to disinfect it. It's just, you know, we don't want to do that. We, we disinfect the building. I, I started spraying. We finally got everything in. So we're disinfecting everything, chairs, carpet. It, you can spray it on everything. And so we're doing all of that, but you can have the pen. So I don't want to get off track. So, so I'm going to pray for us this morning, and uh, we're going to move into some worship. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for letting us be here today with you. Lord, being in your house is such an honor, and being in your presence is even greater of an honor. So, Lord, we pray that you would have your way in this place today, that your presence, Lord, would be just tangible. Lord, we know that you are the God of the Bible, but today we need you to be a God that is as real as the chairs around us. Because as things grow difficult for us, Lord, we want to be able to grab a hold and say, I know in whom I trust. I know I can do that by faith. But Lord, some of us in here may need an actual physical touch today. And I know you're the God that will do that. So Lord, continue to have your way. Heal us and minister us to us, Father. Whatever way we need in Holy Spirit, just feel free in this place. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that, I want you to say amen this morning. Amen, amen, amen. Well, listen, before I move on, I've got a couple special guests here with me. My, my, I don't want to say favorite aunt and uncle, but really, they're, they, you know, I've got a lot of other aunts and uncles. But, but my uncle, Bill Strother, and his, his wife, Gloria, they come from uh, Houston to come visit with me. They haven't been up here. So they've been actually watching us online. And uh, now I did tell them I was saving one song because I want you all to see that one live because, you know, but... Uh, but it's uh, so, go, so great that they were able to come up here and, um, and, and spend time with us. Now, your, your anniversary is coming up, and was it 41? 41 years, yeah, 41 years, and that's why they come through, because they're going back to stay in the hotel where they did their uh, 41 years ago, where they, where they stayed for their honeymoon. So, so y'all get to say hi to them, wave to them, since we can't go give hugs. Yeah, make sure you wave to everybody. Okay, so let's stand up. We're going to get ready to do worship, and I'm going to put my ears on. Go ahead and stand up this morning and we're gonna we're gonna get ready. Now some of y'all probably didn't know this, but I'm gonna tell you all an inside secret. It's something funny. A couple weeks ago, I started and I didn't put my ears in, so I can't hear. So we got into the song and I was like, voices only. That way I didn't have to play. See, none of y'all even noticed that. That's how well we've got it. Yeah, so, so here it was. I'm sitting here putting my ears in and everything else, and y'all think we're just doing voices only. <laughs> I just had to stop playing long enough so I could put my ears in. So anybody want to worship today? Yeah. The drummer? Okay. Hold on. Anybody else? I didn't hear y'all. Okay. All right. All right. I need my voice. You know what I'll do with my voice. Y'all know me good enough. Hallelujah. You ready, Matt?
what God can do? Come on, the word says it. We put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I don't know about you, but the world has been trying to put on a spirit of heaviness. Watch the news for just a few minutes. Look at all the doom, gloom, despair, and agony on me, right? The hee-haw song. Come on, we got to praise our way through this thing. Listen, I don't care how bad you think it is, he's still able. Come on. I, I love that song. Mm. Just ask the man of the bones it was thrown on Elisha. Just ask the stone it was told to roll away. 
Come on, you got a stone that's rolled in front of you this morning. Your, your bone's dead because you're like, God, I don't know if you're even real. I, I don't, I've tried to follow you and everything falls apart. Right? It's like all, all the demons in hell come against me every time I try to follow you. That's because you're not rattling enough yet. <sighs> listen, listen. When you get thirsty enough, when you get dry and you seek after him that way, then you'll find him. Other than that, you're just taking a taste once in a while. But can I tell you, I can look at this bottle all the time, sitting up there as my throat is hard and parched, but until I pick it up and say, Jesus, I accept you, and I want it all, God. Yeah, that's the only time you're going to find it. Amen? Come on. This morning. That is- 
Come on now. Come on, how is he worthy? Is he worthy? Come on. Turn to somebody and wave to him and say he's worthy this morning. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to move my way down here or try to at least. Hallelujah. You can try to be seated this morning. Make sure you wave at somebody and tell them how much you love them. Whoo, Lord. Man, we like to get loud. But you really wasn't all that loud. They checked it this morning. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, we don't mind that at all. I just really hope there's instruments in heaven loud like this. Because, you know, can I, can I tell you, Revelation song was the first song I learned to play on piano. So I was kind of joking with the worship team. I was like, listen, if you're not going to sing it, I can't just give up my song. And they were just looking at me, asking, no, you don't understand. When I sing that song, I sing it with passion. And, and that's, you know, one of the things that we, we sing songs that we believe. We don't sing. We, we throw songs out if, if we just can't feel them, you know. We sing songs like we do believe them. And that's, sometimes it's hard to transfer over, but I was just like, you can't do my song. And then we were really messing with Matt this morning, man. Matt, I don't know what he ate for breakfast, but, but man, he did Revelation song. and was doing it. We're like, oh, man, it's going to be a good morning. But I just hope when, when we're in heaven and we sing holy, 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 there's drum sets like that, and it's loud, and, and because, man, it just, I don't know. I just, I like seeing holy is soft, but there's just something else about just pounding it out, too. And I better grab my rag. I'm already sweating, but that's okay. Whew, that Christian calisthenics, man. Hallelujah. So listen, I want you to grab your Bibles this morning. We're going to go back to 1 Kings. Yes, we've been in 1 Kings for a while, but we've been slowly stepping our way through. Um, I'm going to do a quick catch-up for you, but we're going to be in verse of chapter 19. Uh, you should have that marked by now because we've been there for a little bit. But who knows, there's been so much to, to learn from it, right, and to unpack and, and to understand what God was teaching us. Sometimes two things at the same moment, which is always very interesting, right? Sometimes you're learning two things at the same time. And so we, we've really been looking through 1 Kings 19. Remember, I'll just kind of go back. You got Elijah. And now we're going to talk about Elisha today, which really messes people up. Just think of it this way. Sha is further in the alphabet than Jah. And that may help you some. 
we, when we sing songs that say Elisha, Elisha, Elijah, sometimes we get them crossed too, but Jah is the beginning, Shah is at the, you know, S being at the end. But so what we've been doing is, is we've been looking at, at Ahab, Jezebel, and Elijah. But Elijah, because of the sins that were in the, era, in, in the nation at the time, he said that there will not be rain. And the word said that, that Ahab had committed the sins of Jeroboam. So we went back to 1 Kings 12 and started studying the sins of Jeroboam, which were bringing idolatry into the, to the nation. He had set up high places and set his own priests over those high places, even made his own feast around the same time that they were supposed to go to Jerusalem and have the feast. He was mimicking God. And so we also learned that the sins of Jeroboam, according to the Jewish scholars, is the measuring stick that they measured all other kings. Either they, they committed those sins or they did not. It's kind of how they looked at, at kings from that point on. And so then we got over to Elijah, calling all the false prophets of Baal, right? All the false prophets. And he had them set up their altar and they cut themselves and screamed and cried all day long and did this and maybe their God was sleeping. He never showed up. Elijah repaired the altar. He put the bullock on there. He dug the moat. They put 12 barrels of water, which again was an, an amazing thing because there was a famine and drought in the land and Elijah got 12 barrels of water. I'm still curious where they got the water. I really am. Because it said they had to travel around for the horses to find places to drink. And so they didn't have to kill the horses. And so, but that's, so then he came back and he killed all the false prophets. And that's where the famous scripture is. Was it choose you this day who you will serve, right? If it's Baal, serve Baal. If it's God, serve God. And so we, we see all of that. And then we came down after he killed all the false prophets. He cleansed the land. He prayed for rain. And then it rained. But then after that, he went and hid. Because now Jezebel wanted to kill him. One woman had him hiding. He went and hid. Because Jezebel wanted to kill him. Because she said, as of today, this night, I'm going to kill you. You know, and there was a, a, other things in the scripture right there. But then he went and hid because of Jezebel, but he killed 450 prophets of Baal. I always thought that was interesting. But a woman. Whoa, man. Not getting in that subject today. That's, that's a lot of unpacking. All right. So, so he does that. Then he goes and hides. God has to have a conversation with him. God says, get up out of here and go back where you were. You're not done yet. And he tells him what to do. Now here we are in 1 Kings 19. We're going to start in verse 15. And, and I want to show you this. Uh, we're going to start here, and, and what's in your Bible is actually our key text. I mean, in your Bible, your bulletin, yes, it should be in your Bible, or I shouldn't use it as a text, key text, but uh, your bulletin is where we're going to end, but that's okay. So 1 Kings 19, the Lord says to him, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazael, king of Aram, and also Jehu, son of Nemesh, yeah, these, these names always get me, king over Israel, and anoint Elisha, son of Sephat, from Abel Mehalim, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death any who escaped the sword of Hazel. Elisha will put to death any who escaped the sword of Jehu. And yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knee have not bowed down to Baal, and whose mouths have not kissed him. He was explaining to him, that Elijah, he had been complaining, I'm the only one left. 
right? But remember, he had the conversation with Obadiah that he had been hiding the prophets when Jezebel was killing him. And it's like, how do you think you're the only one? And now God is telling him, you are not the only one, buddy, okay? The, the king always has more than one move left, okay? He's, he's always in control of things. God is always in control of things. It is never out of hand for him. I could promise you. It does not catch him off guard. COVID did not catch him off guard, okay? And so, so here we are now. He tells him what to do. Now let's go to verse 19, and here's our actual text. Hallelujah. 19. So Elijah went from there. He did what God said. He found Elisha, son of Siphat. He was plowing, look at this, with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Threw his cloak around him, okay? Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. All right? Let's see if I can see it up there. We got this screen working. We're still working on some of these other things for the live stream. Yes. And Elisha told him, he left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said. And I will come with you. And Elijah says, go back. What have I done to you? I want us to look at this portion of it today because I think this is a very important thing for the body of Christ right now. I titled this time to release, time to let go, okay? Let's look at Elisha. Elisha is out in the field doing what he knew, right? He's running the, in the oxen. He's, he's driving the oxen. He's got a pair of oxen up there, and, and, and from what I've seen in the movies and heard, it's pretty tough to do that kind of stuff. Thank God we have tractors. Uh, I wouldn't have made it back then, I'm sure. I probably would have because I would have grown up in it, but you know what I'm saying. Thank God for tractors, <laughs> But, but look at what happened to him at that point. When the call of God came to him, did he run away? He did not. He chased after him first, and then he come back and he said, hey, let me go take care of a few things before I follow you. Right? And then it says that he went back, he did those things, he even sacrificed the oxen and used the wood from, from the, the parts of it. And burn him. He was not going back to who he was. He was not going back. How do we relate that to us today? Nobody comes to the Father unless the Holy Spirit draws him. So you're being drawn by the Holy Spirit, and we fight kicking and screaming. We do. Right? We realize that we're a sinner lost, going to hell. We realize that. Through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, I, I need somebody to set me free of me. I need somebody to set me free of what I've done and forgive me. And, but we, we come kicking and screaming, and then we make a bunch of excuses. Now, we're going to look at another scripture that, that you might say, you can flip your Bibles over to Luke chapter 9. You might say it's a contradiction of this, but I want to I show you the difference between the New Testament scripture that is similar to this and the Old Testament scripture. Luke chapter 9 uh, verse 57 is where we're going to be. We've got to release what's behind us to follow after the call. You, you can't hold on to both parts. You know, there's a competition in, in World's Strongest Man where they have to hold the, uh, the stones. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Samson. They, they hold them up uh, and, 
and, and they can still only hold them for so long. How do we think we're that much stronger? That I can hold on to God, but I can hold on to the world. And the strongest men in the world can still only do this for so many minutes. We struggle constantly going back and forth. We, you know, I, I can remember when I first got saved. You know, I, I come to the Lord, I followed him, something happened, and I'm running away. When I had seen miracles, I had seen people strung out on crack, set free. I had seen lives turned around. And one little thing. Huh. We do that. With, with COVID, right? We, we all see what's going on with our nation right now. You know, we're, we're, some of us are scared. Some of us are concerned. It just it gets the whole gamut. Some of us just really don't care. But, but can I tell you, we're still battling that same pull right there to either follow after God and trust him or to follow after the world. Can I tell you my opinion is this? I can still use hand sanitizer. I have it right here so that when I pray for people, I can clean my hands. I'm going to do that because that's not dumb, right? The Bible told us to wash our hands a long time ago. We might as well, we should have been doing that anyways. <laughs> we shouldn't be coughing all over people. If you're sick, stay home. <laughs> you, you know, there's some common sense in here and there's some biblical teachings also. I don't find that lack of faith. I don't find if, if, if you're a person that has something in your body, you, you have to wear a mask. I don't see that as a lack of faith, but some people do that. So we're spread all the way across the gambit right now. Right? I want to be safe. Why do you think we spent the money on that spray disinfectant fogger that we can fog everything in here to keep you safe so we can keep coming together as a family? But you're going to see people in the world that will come down on you because you're not a person of faith. And then you'll see people on the other side of it. You shouldn't even be here. There's too many of y'all in here. You're going to kill us all. Right? You, you see, it, literally, it's that crazy. We've got to release what's behind us and trust in God. And follow in wisdom, right? Follow in wisdom. But I want to show you this here, and, and this will make more sense to you because that was off tangent, but that's okay. Luke 9, 57. I love what it says in the NIV. It actually titles it, The Cost of Following Jesus. That's the title my, my Bible gives me. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, being Jesus, I will follow you, follow you wherever you go. How many of us have ever said that? Don't raise your hand. I don't want you to know. Yeah, I don't want to single anybody out. 58. Jesus replied, foxes have dens and bird have, birds have nests. But the son of man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Verse 62, Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service in the kingdom of God. So we see in the Old Testament, he says, let me go back and take care of some things. And in the New Testament, he keeps basically saying, no, let them take care of themselves." Is that a contradiction? I don't think it is. I really don't see it as a contradiction. Because the difference is, is the heart behind what they were doing. The first thing Elijah did, Elisha did was run after him and say, hey, let me go take care of him and shut down the, the past of my life so I can go with you. I can go with you. These guys were like, well, I can't follow you right now. I got to take care of some business. 
right? Like, like the teenagers, well, I still got a lot of living to do before I follow Jesus. Like it's a restriction. I was a youth pastor for quite a while. I know what they think because I've heard them. I've got a career to go get before I follow Jesus. I've got to go to college first. Like, like he doesn't want you to be successful. Ah. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's just an interesting thought process that we have. But when you look at these stories right here, they were making excuses why I can't follow God. I don't think Elisha was making an excuse. I think Elisha was telling him the truth. Let me, let me go do this. But then we see his last act was to slaughter the oxen, offer them up, and burn the rest of that. Guys, what stops us from letting go and going after what God has for us? Does that mean you got to quit your job? If he said so. But so many of us say, I want to follow God with everything, and we make excuses why I can't. Well, my life was better when I wasn't following God. Really? I can tell you this. If I wouldn't have followed God, I probably would have made a lot more money. Because coming out of the Navy as a very well-certified aircraft me electrical mechanic, I had people all over the nation wanting to hire me for six-digit incomes. And God says, I want you to get out and stay in Bormont, Texas. Beaumont. And you're going to preach the gospel. And then he told me to take that job I didn't want. Remember I told you that story? I told the general manager, I don't want to be here. I don't want your job, but God told me to come interview with you, so please don't hire me. And she did after, she interviewed me three times. And I told her every time, Donna, Donna Leshishare was her name. I don't want this job. I'm way more qualified than this, and you're not going to pay me enough. She still hired me. <laughs> and I made a whole lot less than I could have. So I could have made a whole lot more money not serving God, right? Possibility, but how long would it have lasted? How long would it have lasted? Yeah, we can use a lot of excuses and we can put a lot of things in this. But the thing is, is if we forget, if we let go of what's behind us and say, God, I want to chase after you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength and whatever plans you have for my life, I'm going to submit them to you. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to prosper even as your soul prospers. The problem is, is most of us, our soul is not prospering while we're chasing after prosperity in the world. We leave our soul out. I'll deal with that in another day. Like the teenagers say, I I've got some living to do first before I serve Jesus. Right? And that's why I'm so thankful for our teenagers. You know, they're, they're still serving the Lord. They're, they're still learning and growing, even though they're fixing to go off to college and, you know, and all these things. Guys, we, we can't live like that anymore. Can I tell you that you look at the world out there. You look at the world out there, and I'm not, I'm not a doom and gloom preacher. I'm not. You know that. But if it keeps going the way it's going, we may not even have a place to be anymore. We may not even be able to carry a Bible openly anymore. And if we're living in two worlds, how long do you think you're going to last? How long are you going to last when, when you're trying to hold on to the world and you're trying to hold on to Christ and all of a sudden somebody comes up, i got to search your house, and they take your Bibles and stuff away from you and, and they start putting you in jail because you're, well, I follow Jesus. How long will you last? You see, we've got to have the mentality of, a, of this is a fight. This is a spiritual fight that the world is bringing up against the church and bringing up against God's people. Luckily, I, I saw a report this morning 
of a judge that came out against a governor and, and said, no, you, you can't hold the church with different set of rules than you do everybody else. You know, but, but we see this thing happening, and that's why I want to I tell you, you got to let go of what's in the past so you can be rooted and grounded in Christ, rooted and grounded in his word, because this is the only thing that doesn't change. Politicians change every day. Laws change every day. Right? All these things change constantly, but you've got to be rooted and grounded in this, his word, rooted and grounded in Christ, rooted and grounded in his love, so that when everything comes against you, you can say, no. I can stand against all the things the enemy brings to me. I can stand against whatever comes against me. How many times did Elijah try to get rid of Elisha? A lot. <laughs> A lot. But Elisha kept telling him, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to be there. And finally, Elijah told him, he said, if you see me when I'm taken away, you'll get a double portion. You'll get a double portion. And you know God honored that. Elijah did almost twice as many miracles as Elijah. Elisha did almost twice as many. But you said God honored that. He did. Remember in that song? Just ask the man that was thrown on the bones of Elisha. If you go back and study the miracles of Elisha, he was missing one person being raised from the dead from having exactly double what Elijah had. <laughs> I think that's why God did it, because he had to honor his word. He had to honor the word of the man of God. You see, Elisha chased after him no matter how many times he told him to leave. It wasn't about, it's the best church in town. It wasn't about, I don't get fed there. I hate hearing that. Can I tell you as a pastor? I'm not getting fed. You look like you're pretty healthy to me. Right. We've got to learn to eat ourselves. We've got to learn to get into the word because the problem is, is we've got a race to run. What's stopping us from fully selling out, saying, I want everything you have for me, God? And guess what? My life's plans are now yours. You know, I had to do that. I had a choice to make when I got out of the Navy. I had my orders in hand. My, my military guys don't understand this. I had orders in hand. To go to Pax River, Maryland to be a flight engineer in P3 Orion plane. Flight engineer. That was my dream job, to fly. Because those guys get seat time. They actually get to sit behind the wheel. I was so excited. I finally got where I've been trying to get all eight years of being in the Navy. And God says, no, you're going to stay in Bourbon, Texas. And I said, no, I'm going to Pax River, Maryland. This is my dream. God, you have no idea what I want to do in my life, I guess. I gave up. <laughs> it went on a totally different path. But you know what? It's been a different, different path, isn't it? It's not what I thought I wanted. But it's been a much better path. You see, what stops us from doing that? Can I tell you, sometimes I think what stops us is pride. Pride. How can I be prideful with God? Because you think you know better than Him. Well, God, if I go get this degree, I'll be able to make plenty of money and support my family. Really? Yeah. Sometimes it's just selfishness. I just want to be selfish. We only want to think about ourselves. Sometimes it's arrogance. Sometimes it's just a complacency. Oh, it don't matter. The more we follow through this, getting closer and closer to the day, the day that Jesus returns, the more we've got to be sold out because it's going to get worse. We've got to be sold out. We've got to have our minds on Christ. 
want you to flip over to uh, Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going to show you this, and we're just about finished, kids. Thank you all for helping me. Man, these kids are amazing. They've been helping me out every week. You know, just, just, I know they're stuck in here right now because of all the stuff going on. They're helping keep others safe. You know, that's why we try to give them the bags, and, and, but they're just, they're learning how to sit in church. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. I want to, I want to read this to you. Look at this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You've got a crowd of witnesses cheering you on, saying you will make it. You will make it. Could you imagine what the original disciples went through? The, the people that were martyred throughout history? The, the girl at Columbine, right? There's been countless others through the years that said, I'm following Christ no matter what it costs me. If it costs me my life, I'm going to follow him. Right here, you see it. There's a crowd of witnesses cheering us on, saying, you can make it. Just continue to follow him. Let go of that past. Because it tells us right there. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin. The sin's not the hindrance. It's one of the hindrances. But it's not the only hindrance in your life. There are things we put in our lives. We heap up ourselves. We pull things around us to, to try to hold on to because we want those things, right? Hey, I've got that other picture up there. Put up, put up Egypt for me. Remember? We, we showed the pictures. We've got the Egypt. There's Egypt. This is us in a life of sin. And now we're in the promised land. This is where God wants us to be. But we stop halfway there because we want enough of that sand in our feet that we can remember where we came from. But we still won't be able to go fishing. Can I tell you there's some good fishing in the promised land too? There's also some good grass. And it's cool during the day. And it flows with milk and honey. Does that mean that there's no battles in the promised land? Not at all. Does that mean we won't have troubles as a believer? Not at all. Not at all. But I'd rather die in the promised land trying to follow after God than to be right here in this place, which I personally think that's where God considers lukewarm. That's the lukewarm place right there. You want just enough of God to feel good, just enough. That Actually, it's not you want just enough to feel good, it's you want just enough that you don't feel bad about doing things. I, mean, I had to rephrase that. I can tell a little white lie and it doesn't bother me. I can drive 80 in a 50. It's okay. I'm in a hurry. We want just enough of God that we don't feel bad about things. Can I tell you that, that even the smallest amount of God is going to have a conviction with it? So, so if that's where you're living, you don't have a God. You're God. You set up an idol there. We can't live in a lukewarm state anymore, guys. Because the Word of God tells me that He will vomit us out of His mouth. He would prefer literally you be hot or cold. But he doesn't want us to be lukewarm. He doesn't want us to be in the middle. 
So can I tell you today that my prayer for you, my prayer for myself, is the fact that, that I will continue to make a decision every day to wholeheartedly follow Christ. Every day I have to make that decision. I, I jokingly say this, but you know, I could wake up on Sunday morning and say, I'm not going to church today. I could. It's my decision. Yeah, but you're the pastor. I'm a believer just like you are. I could say I quit and go and get a job. I could. I can't, but I could. Why? Because can I tell you that I burned everything I had behind me? I burned it. Can I tell you that when I walked away from God, I tried to go back to the clubs, and I felt so out of place. I tried to go back and hang out with my friends, and it was awkward. I just didn't belong anymore, and they didn't really want me around because I made them feel bad. <laughs> Because they had seen the change in my life. And then here I am. And they're like, I can't drink with you here. you got to leave, man. I can't. You, you see what I'm saying? We can't live like that, guys. we got to burn what's behind us and say, God, I'm, I, my past is dead. I'm burning it. I'm not going. There's nothing I want in my past. That's why people ask me, would you, you know, if you could go back to being 20 and do it again? Oh, no. I made it through the first time. <laughs> I'm good, man. You know, <laughs> yeah, but you'd have Jesus this time. So <laughs> I don't want to do it again. I've done it once. I'm happy. I'm just going to keep going. My prayer is that we will, we will decide as, as people that I'm going to follow Christ wholeheartedly every single day. My, my heart, soul, mind, and strength are going to be his. Not just my outside where I wear my WWJD bracelet. So listen. If you're here today, I, I want to ask you this. If you're here today, what's stopping you from serving Christ on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? And half a Saturday, uh, Wednesday and Sunday. We come to church, but then we go out and live like the devil. And we show back up on Wednesday, and then we go back out and live like the devil. And What's stopping us? What's stopping us from making a decision that says... Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. Remember, I'm, I'm always making those distinct because a lot of people want him to be the Savior, to forgive them of their sins, right? He, he died to forgive us of our sins so we can make it to heaven with him. But we don't want him to be our Lord because he may tell us to do something or he may tell us to not do something. It's, you, you get both or you get none. It's Lord and Savior, not Lord or Savior. So what's stopping you here today? I'm doing that. I want you to, to think for just a moment. I want you to think about that for just a minute. What's, what stops me? What so easily pushes me to the side? What so easily makes me turn on God? Because either you're for him or against him. That's what the word says. What stops us? Just, just think about it. Because when we walk out of here today, we're going to go into the battlefield, our mission field. The world is our mission field. What image are we portraying? Or are we constantly fighting against what God is trying to do? Remember, that's what God said to Saul. Why are you kicking against the prick? Why are you fighting against me? And that's when God touched him. And all the things happened where we see Paul, who wrote, who wrote most of the New Testament. But he was a man fighting after God. He had been to Bible school and everything else. He was, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was a an up-and-coming leader in the religious world at the time. 
fighting against God. It's not about how much we know. It's about our heart that says, God, I've got to have you. Jesus, I need you to be my Lord and Savior. I need you to be my Lord and Savior. So listen, if you're here today, I, I just, I, again, I'm, I want you to be bold because our world is needing bold people. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I need to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I just want you to get up and come up here and I want to pray with you this morning. I just want to come, I want you to get up out of your chair and come up here and we're going to pray with you this morning. It's going to take a bold step out of you. The bold step that I took many, many years ago when I went to an altar crying. And I was in the military. Big military guy crying at an altar in church. Yay. Yeah. That's you. I want you to bow your head for a minute. I'm going to pray for us. And, and when I finish that prayer, I want you to get up out of your chair and quickly come up here so I can pray with you if that's what you want. So, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that, that it digs inside of us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it affects us and it changes us forever. Lord, and I thank you today that this word will not fall on stony ground or, or ground with weeds, but it has been planted deep in the soil of our hearts. And some of us have been watered today by the, the presence, the Holy Spirit of God, that we will grow and we will mature even more. So, Lord, I thank you for the people that have been changed today. And I thank you for those that are giving their hearts to you. And that they will forever be changed through your word and through what you did for us on the cross. In Jesus' name. Listen, if you're here, I want you to quickly get up. And just come see me this morning. Let me pray with you. Lead you in a prayer. Here's that, that whole thing of, is it pride or is it selfishness or is it arrogance? What stops us from, from coming to the Lord? I know I'm being a little different than sometimes raise your hands or this or that. But you know what? Guys, we need bold Christians in this world today. Who's willing to stand for him? Who's willing to stand? Let me pray again. Stand up with me this morning, and I'm going to pray a blessing over you. Go out today and change the world. Our students need you. Our, our adults need you. Every, everybody, our, our world needs bold Christians that are willing to stand up and proclaim what's wrong and what's right and, and to pray. So, Father... I thank you for this time that we've been able to be together. I thank you for your presence being in this place. Lord, it's always such an honor for your presence to show up in, in this place. I know your word says we're two or more gathered, but to me it is still an honor that you would come and bless us with your presence. And Lord, I thank you for all that you've done in this church, and, and I thank you for these people, Lord, with their commitment to coming and, and to hearing your word and to following you. Lord, I speak a blessing on your children today, Lord. Your word says that we are blessed coming in and going out, and everything that we touched will be blessed. Lord, I speak that blessing over your children today, that everything they touch will prosper. Everything that they touch will, will be healthy. Lord, that the virus will not come against them. I just continue to speak that over safety over your children today, that we will be safe even as we travel and we do these things. And Lord, again, I thank you for what you've done, but let us have the boldness of the Holy Spirit to go out into the world and to proclaim your goodness. And we ask this in Jesus' name. If you agree this morning, I want you to say amen. Amen. Hey, listen, I love you. Thank you. If you have an offering, you can drop it out back there. If you need prayer, I want you to come see me, though. I still want to pray with you. But I love you. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for watching us online. Don't forget Wednesday's first Wednesday worship. And uh, Thursday is going to be prayer. 
at 7 o'clock online, or you can come here in the uh, parking lot. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.